Wait, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Calm down. It's okay. Yes, I am nervous, Mr. Biden, and no, it's not okay. It's not okay. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. What's probably just going to be a little bit of a bite-sized cast tonight because Tommy's not well over on uh, the other side of the web, so he's not joining us. Um, it's just me recording straight after Australia's nil-all draw at home with Saudi Arabia in what was a pretty big uh, World Cup qualifier that we probably needed to get three points from. Um, and we haven't. And as Joe Biden asks, hey, wait, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Why indeed? Why? That's the question I ask myself again and again. Uh, every time I see Graham Arnold make a move. It started out a promising night. We had probably our best strength attack on the field. Our Bill started with Aiden Hustich, Matthew Leckie, Martin Boyle. Pretty promising. Goals to be scored there. It didn't eventuate. Um, we started strong all over the Saudis. They just weathered our storm as the half went on. And the game just vanished away from us. As the game went on and on, we got into the second half and the Saudis started to open up some clear-cut chances. Um, we were probably let off the hook there. Matty Ryan, big Matty Ryan once again coming to aid Australia, definitely consolidating himself as probably one of a handful in the top, the top few Socceroos since the golden generation. Um, a very solid Socceroos career for him now. Um, but we need more. We definitely need more. We need goals. I don't know why it's not happening. We don't seem to have a plan B. Um, if we can just go into... Some of the substitutions, this is where I'm baffled the most. Like, I'm looking at him bringing on Mitch Duke, and I'm just thinking... What an idiot. What an idiot. Like, oh, this guy, he's scored a couple of goals for the Ruse recently, I guess. You know, the ball eventually will fall your way when you're a striker and you're playing against the likes of Chinese Taipei and Oman and... Countries like this, bringing him on up front for Awer Mobile, one of Australia's more consistent and more prolific players. I just, you know. What an idiot. What an idiot. I just don't get it. We go on through the rest. Obviously, uh, poor old Sutar had to be substituted in the end. He got a pretty a nasty injury, shall we say. Pretty nasty. It looks like it's going to be a... It looked like it could have been a knee of some sort. Stretch it off is never good. Stoke won't be too happy, I don't think. But it would be interesting to see how Australia goes about replacing him because he's been a bit of a rock for us recently. Um, yeah, all the best, Harry. The other subs, Hustich came off at some point. He uh, didn't have his best night. But this is where I take some issue because... Riley McGree comes on. Riley McGree is a guy in form, playing regular football in the championship in England, which I'm sure many would argue is probably just, it's a step below the top five European leagues. So um, it's certainly a higher level than a lot of our players are performing at. 
I'd say it's a higher level than what Martin Boyer was performing at for Hibernian. Um, not to say he doesn't deserve his spot. Martin Boyle definitely does. He's He's been good this season as well, and he's good for the Ruse. He put in an excellent shift tonight. But Riley McGree, coming on that late, like, to, you know, we've got Duke coming on 20 minutes earlier, and the guy who's in form, who plays for Birmingham, doesn't get a gig, gets two and a half minutes at the end in a nil-all draw when we're struggling to create an opening. Someone please try and explain this to me. Someone explain it to me. And then I'm looking up and guess who comes on? Naboo. Andrew Naboo comes on as well. Uh, not only does he just come on, he comes on ahead of a good 10 minutes ahead of Riley McGree too. Um, I was sitting there having a, having a drink of water and I looked up and saw Naboo coming on. I just... It just, it just baffles me. This guy baffles me. I saw a comment on Fox Sports tonight about uh, Graham Arnold. Someone said, we may as well put a potato on the sideline in a tracksuit. I, I don't think that's such a bad idea. I think we could do something. We could do things with that. For starters, Duke wouldn't be able to be subbed on, I guess, you know. Um, but yeah, these decisions just baffle me. Sometimes I really wonder what this guy's looking at. I wonder what he sees, what's going on at the training ground that we don't see. But having the likes of Naboo, who hasn't touched a ball since the grand final, the likes of Mitch Duke, it's painful when we're, I guess we feel like we were maybe a bit spoiled with our golden generation. Maybe they were an outlier. Maybe we're never going to have players that good again. It's quite possible. But it's disappointing given... Something we've often talked about on this pod is the, I guess, the um, the amount of money and resources that we have to pump into sport into this country. And we don't seem to develop a whole lot of good talent. Like we, we develop talent, but nothing that's really going to take that extra step up to be, you know, to star in a top league in Europe. I know it's hard to do. I know it's hard to come by, but we haven't even been close for some time disregarding Matt Ryan and Aaron Moy, what have we had? What have we had at all? Jimmy Jago started in the midfield with Jackson Irvine. Jago, I thought, played a decent game. Solid in the midfield. Put his body about a few important tackles. Plenty of the ball, and he didn't really, uh, he didn't really burn the ball. But in the same sense, he didn't really take, take many risks with it either. So not a whole lot of chances to to create anything or do anything. He was playing alongside Jackson Irvine, who I think, I don't know if we have any other options that we could play at center midfield right now, but Jackson Irvine, I think is probably his. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. I think for Jackson Irvine is his form in a Socceroos shirt, I think has been pretty, pretty poor for a while. Looking at the rest of the side, Ryan Granite right back. Uh, got away with a few tonight. Very sloppy with the ball. A lot of turnovers. Um, a couple that ended up going to a teammate where he scuffed it and he just got lucky. On the other side of the defense, though, as is Bayich, uh, I thought he was one of our better performers tonight. He bounced back pretty well. He got given an absolute bath in Japan and had an absolute mare of a, of a World Cup qualifier over there. But he bounced back. I thought he was one of Australia's better players too. Martin Boyle gets the best on. 
for me. He was he put himself about as uh, Andy Harper called him a pest. He was a pest, apparently, to the Saudis, who are uh, who themselves were pests on my television. I tell you, bit of a visceral reaction now, but oh my god, that the acting, the falling over, the going to ground, and then like there was one at one point, one of the players went to ground for no reason. While he was on the ground, he grabbed an Australia's Australian player's leg to make it look like he was kneeing him in the side or something and then all the Saudis got upset when there was nothing to be upset about it was just it was there was a bit of that all night they uh I don't know what their game was they didn't no one from Australia got booked so their plan didn't really work um the only two cards for the game were the two the two Saudi center backs but Australia didn't get sucked into any of the nonsense they they stuck up for themselves without kind of crossing that line without getting the bookings. But Saudi Arabia, I don't know. They sit top of this group now. Uh, they already were top of this group, but they're, they've beaten Japan. We can't. We probably needed to win this. There's going to be a lot of pressure on us now going into games against China, and we still got to play Japan again. They go into this game, Saudi Arabia, and you can see why they have managed to put teams away when they're not on. Um Pretty solid at the back. We did create a few chances, but not a whole lot of clear ones. There was a couple. Awima Bill created a great chance where he brought the ball down over the back of the defender and then squared it like he put it wide. But other than that, we we just didn't create enough. But Saudi Arabia, pretty solid at the back. They also, when they started going forward in the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes even, they had us on our heels. We were um, We were just caught back second to the ball. Uh, not getting on top of it, letting the game get away from us. And towards the end, it was the Saudis who looked more likely to win it. We then get into like stoppage time, 93rd minute, and our defenders, our back, back, uh, our back line and our goalkeeper are just passing the ball around casually to each other. Like we're happy to take a point at home in a, a nil all World Cup qualifier against the side that's top of the group when... You know, Japan are likely to still get more results. And we're up against it. We look like we could be up against it. Um, we do sit second, but Japan, Japan, four points behind us. Oman as well, just four points behind us. China, a fair way back. And Vietnam on zero. But we've got a lift. We're going to need a lift. Graham Arnold, how long can he keep this going? He's going to keep the job. No one's going to get rid of him because we've been on such a good streak. And he raved on about his brilliant streak, a load of nothing. He also got his wish and finally got a soccer ruse game, a Sydney ruse game, should I say, back in Sydney. And what a night for it. What a night for it indeed. It absolutely pissed down for the whole 90 minutes of this game. Good one, Sydney. Thanks for turning it on for the soccer ruse homecoming, you bastards. Well done. I hope you're happy with yourselves. God. Uh, that's just about all I've got. But yeah, once again, I just. Uh, the, the decisions, the decisions that Graham Arnold makes, they're killing us. They're killing us. We've gotten over the line against crap teams because we have players that are good enough to get results against them. But tactically, he is inept and he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's like Millhouse trying to work out why all the parents are going to bed early. We're through the looking glass here, people. We are through the looking glass indeed. That's about all I've got for you. 
It's a short week, as I said. No, Tommy. Um, we'll be back next week. We've got a we're doing something a bit different next week. We've got because um, it's international break. There'll be no European football to talk about, except for shitty, annoying internationals. So we're going to be having a look at everyone's favourite, the 2005 blockbuster goal. Uh, very relevant given Newcastle's signing of Santiago Munoz this season to St James Park. We'll see. We'll see what we can come up with next week. But join us for that one. Once again, if you do like what we do on here. Uh, get around us on the page, like our posts, get around us on Instagram, get us around us on Twitter. The more you interact and uh, click and kind of comment and engage in discussions with us, the better it is, the more people will see it, the better we can grow, the more we can do, the more content we can put out. And there's a lot more content we are wanting to put out when we get the time. So uh, for those that do support us, thanks heaps. Keep it coming. Love you all. Bye.